Welcome back to NMP Talk Show, the show that keeps you informed and engaged with topics about your mental health, wellness. And uh, today, we, like any other day, we have a special guest uh, that is joining us. Now, our guest, her name is uh, Sis Eunice, Eunice Sibia. <laughs> so Eunice Sibia is our guest today, a motivational speaker. Um, she's best at advising us on, on the topic at hand. And she does a lot of things. Uh, she wears a lot of caps. But I want her to, you know, introduce herself before we, we get into the meat of things. Sis Eunice, welcome to the show. Thank you, Neo. Thank you so much. And good evening to everybody connecting. Um, yeah. It's lovely to be on the on the show and lovely to have you as, as our audience and, and um, yeah, little cap on the show. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, so who is, who is Eunice? Yeah, who is Eunice? Hey, this girl. Hmm. Yeah. Eunice is <laughs> a... Mutoko East Rand. I was born and raised in the East Rand, in Springs particularly. Mm-hmm. Um, got married, went to go with Tembisa, came back to the East. Well, I've always been in the East. Um, a mother of two boys, um, a granny of two grandchildren, a boy and a girl. I'm a widow. I, uh, I've been a banker for the longest time. And towards my exit, which I, I left the financial institution in 2018, trying to start my own thing as uh, my company is called Sibia Coaching because from the interest and learnings and pain that I witnessed in my career that there's a lot that needs to be spoken about, about many elements in life, like life skills, soft skills, but most importantly in my background, finances. There are many mistakes that most people make due to ignorance due to the trends, due to more psychology and due to not researching and not knowing the intricacies of, you know, uh, finances behind the scenes. So we, we only do what we know, what we hear our neighbors talk about. And unfortunately, most of us keep repeating the same mistakes that everybody is making. Whereas if we were just to be sat down and explained a couple of things that, oh, okay, it makes sense. It's not difficult. It's just that we just need to give ourselves time have that exposure, um, be curious to know, ask questions, look for information. Then once you have the information, you are in a better position to make informed decisions that suit you, are relevant to you and match your way forward, your goals and stuff like that, not mine. So it was from that exposure and many engagements with different audiences where we, we are, we, I, I then discovered that there are pockets in the in the in the in the topic around finances that pain most people. There are areas where people make the same mistakes repeatedly, and there are pockets that can unfold a better future for us. But because we are unaware, and at times we are aware, but we lack the discipline, therefore we miss mm-hmm. out on the growth and the progress and success and wealth and stuff like that. So my conversations are around those uh, points, but not only on finances, I speak on many other topics, soft skills, I speak on emotional intelligence, I train the youth on work readiness, you know, that, that transition between school and tertiary and then going into this unknown world of work, <laughs> that place that's not your mother's home, how to yeah. behave and, and the things you need to do and not do. So I speak on many, many, many other topics. Wow. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of things that you do there and, and very, very important as well. And that's why our show's uh, topic today is your money and you, uh, the relationship that we need to have. Um, most of us, we don't have good relationships with our monies. <laughs> well, um, maybe maybe I speak for myself. They, yeah, but hey, this relationship is, is troublesome. So I'm glad that we have you here to to help us, you know, navigate these streets. Now let's jump into it then. Um, financial management. So what is financial management? Maybe if one can understand what this is, um, they'll be able to know what to do. Very true. Um, the definition, the simplest definition of, of financial management, and when we talk about management, I think the mm. word also 
seems big to many people and therefore it, it becomes scary. Corey, you see, that's why I want to, I don't want to deal much with this thing because I don't know how to manage it. And when mm. we talk about financial management, we talk about the day-to-day -day engagement that you have with your money, the things that you do with your money. So it's a, it's a term that is broadly used just to describe the study and the systems of money, you know, investments and other financial instruments. So, so financial management doesn't only exist in corporates or in, in you know, the, the, those exercises sizes and duties that are done by or performed by financial managers, accountants and auditors. No, you and I and our children, we need to know how to manage our money. Simple. So financial management is that, that we, we need to understand, learn and understand the process of managing and keeping account of our own monies. No matter how much or how little it is, I need to learn to keep account of my money, my income, my expenses, how I transact, my pattern of transacting, and my financial goals. Because we, we all have aspirations and goals. And in most cases, 99% of the time, they need some kind of money, financing. So how am I going to achieve my goals if I'm unable to manage the money that I need to assist mm -hmm. me to achieve my goals? Right. That's good. Uh, our co-host is back. Um, are you able to hear us, uh, Figile? Oh, no. We still can't hear Figile. So, Figile, you, you, you'll have to join on, on Telegram and then you can you can comment from there. Thank you so much. So, um, Sis Eunice, um, you're speaking about uh, the knowledge that we need to have about financial management. I know back from school, um, we've never done anything about financial management. Um, while, while growing up, I was selling suites. Then I moved from selling suites. I took photos. You know, I was a photographer from uh, middle school. Um, and I made money. My first beautiful gig, if I may coin it uh, that way, was the graduation of a doctor. And I was using this small camera. I don't know how they, mm -hmm. <laughs> they were happy with my work there because you can't zoom. But anyway, I got paid. But to tell you the truth, I don't know what I did with my money. Mm. And, uh, um, and and this, I'm sure that I'm not talking about myself only. I'm talking about a lot of young ones out there that have not done any financial planning. So why is it important to talk about finances, especially when uh, the kids are young, growing up until, you know, mm. It's appropriate. It is extremely important to, to know how to manage your money. Like you said, any mm. tool that you use, you need to know how it's operated. You need to know the rules of the game. Yeah. When you're learning to drive a car, you need to be set in front of the steering wheel, be told where the clutch is, where the brake is, where the accelerator is, and how mm. the car is going to maneuver. The same mm. applies to, to finances. We need to know the rules of the game. We need to know the principles. We need to know the, the, the don'ts of, of finances. Because if we don't do that, we'll keep going down the wrong stream. We'll keep misusing our money. And we will keep not going forward at all or at the pace that we, we desire. Um, and again, the, the, the knowledge of finances is very critical. Because like you said, at, because of the lack of knowledge and or discipline, we end up, up misusing our money. And, and at times you lose hope. We, we'll lose out on opportunities where we could have accumulated enough money to do much bigger things, the things that we desire in life. But we, we, we keep, uh, I always say, it's like if you put your hands under a tap, a running tap, your hands will be wet and you are happy. Maybe you're washing your hands or you're mm. washing off some dirt. As soon as you switch off the tap, the water on your hands at some point is going to get dry or evaporate or you're gonna dry off the hands. Money is like that for most people, which is very sad. You receive the money, so you are part of a almost like a, a pipeline, <laughs> like yeah. a gutter. Money comes through you, and in no time it's gone. It shouldn't be like that. That's so a that beautiful analogy important. there. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I love so it. So let us not let us not become gutters. You know, let's manage the money. Have it in your hand and be in control. Yeah. 
it is your money you work hard for it be mm -hmm. in control so the knowledge of finances so you call it financial management you call it financial knowledge you call it financial education financial literacy bottom line is we need to know how to manage the money so that the rest can fall in place sure thank you so much uh figile now you're on telegram you, you can unmute yourself there and jump in if you want to right so um yeah that's a that's a good thing that you you told you're talking about you know i like the analogy that you you give about uh, a running tap you know when you're washing your hands uh you might you might think that you do have water but at, at one point uh, that water is going to evaporate and mm -hmm. it, it's useful at that point in time when the tap is is running but once the tap mm -hmm. is dry then you see that you you do need that water and <laughs> I'm just thinking about my life, you know. I'm, when you're talking, I'm I'm thinking back. What have I done? You know, um, I had the the tap open. Now it's closed, <laughs> no income, so it's a problem. But anyway, um, this is why we have this show so that we we can learn to manage our monies. Now, what are the factors that are contributing to poor financial management? I'm glad you're asking that question because we need to address that so that we can unblock mm. this, 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 we can get rid of this blockage of not knowing how or not understanding why we get stuck. The, the biggest component of that blockage is knowing me, myself, who am I, where do I come from? Have I been exposed to finances in one way or the other in my childhood? What did I witness happening at home? with regards to monies and the engagement thereof, the, the management thereof, whether we had money or not, bottom line is life, life continued. So if you came from a very poor background, you witness your parents, your grandparents, or whoever that you lived with do things in a certain manner. Mm -hmm. And even if you were not set down to say, this is how we, we manage finances or we deal with our businesses here at home, you witnessed it. You grew up in that environment, so you end up knowing that, oh, when it's this time of the month, mommy will do this, daddy will do this, or granny will do that. And when the sugar is finished, we know which house to go and borrow from, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> if that wasn't, if there was no progression in terms of learning, you get stuck in that mentality and you will continue with that behavior, even though at this point in time, you earn enough, for, to sustain yourself, but you never unlearned what you grew up happening at home because of the circumstances at home. So you will continue with that pattern, even though it's no longer necessary or it's no longer practical or it's no longer beneficial. Yeah. So it is very important to look back, backtrack, identify what worked and what did not work, why things happened in a certain manner. It's because the situation was one, two, three. Where are you right now? You've progressed in life. Are those habits that you witnessed at home still relevant? Mostly we're going to say no. So disengage with that and learn what is relevant and current. And those that are still practical, continue with them. So point number one Since is Eunice, knowing who you it, are, it, where you're coming from, yeah. what happened and the lessons. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I'm, I I can be hard-headed. Yeah, I can be hard-headed sometimes. Because what yeah. I know is, um, you know, bad habits are hard to break. True. Really hard to break. How how do I free myself from these bad habits? Like you said, I need to know myself, um, where I'm coming from and how to. But but how do I do that? You know, like like you take somebody who's a drug addict. They know that they have to go somewhere for help, but just mm -hmm. uh, they need a hand, you know, to take them to that institution so that they can re be rehabilitated. How do I now, as somebody who who's misusing funds, uh, who doesn't know how to handle finances, how do you help me? Firstly, mm. it has to come from you to say, I realize that I'm not the right path mm. or I'm wasteful or I'm a gutter, or I want to improve. Before anyone, before you can grab anybody's hands, 
because there are hands out there that are saying, come here, let's help you. Mm -hmm. But oftentimes we don't realize the hands. Maybe when we do see the hands, we walk away because we don't think, we might not think that we need help. So I need to come to a point where I say, all right, all right, I think I get this. I need help. Then you stand up and look for the hands, the right hands that will then take you to the right direction. So point one is me acknowledging that I think I would like some help or some assistance in improving. Mm -hmm. Then you get taken to the right direction. But the person, the question that you asked first to say, how do I discontinue with, with the old habits that maybe are no longer helpful or relevant? So when you stop a habit, you need to replace it with a new habit. Mm -hmm right? It's like people that want to quit smoking, right? You find them that if for them to quit smoking, when the taking comes, you know, um, you find them, some of them eating gum, or they now start eating sweets, they eat peanuts, or they go out to jog, so that you occupy the mind in that space where the, 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 the brain was saying, Pella, I know what's supposed to come now. But because you're no longer doing that, then you need to introduce a new activity. Mm. And in no time, the brain and the system, the body gets used to it to say, oh, okay, we're not getting nicotine anymore. Now we're getting this or we, we, we get engaged in this, in this activity. So the same principles apply in financial management. The habits that we have gotten accustomed to, to this point, for us to be able to break them, we need to introduce new habits. But introducing new habits is difficult. So you need to acquire a skill to manage that. You write things down. I no longer do this. I do. I now want to do this. And in, in a group setup, like for instance, when we go to companies, we people work in groups to say, you're gonna you're gonna watch my back, I watch your back. So when you see me ordering lunch and say, you know, I want a, a takeaway, if if the, the girl code or the colleague code was to say we're no longer ordering takeaways we're going to bring lunch from home so they, they they keep they hold each other accountable so even with the audience here <clears throat> have a buddy system can be your friends can be your family to say mm -hmm. guys this is these are the things that i want to stop doing this is the these are the areas where i realize that i'm wasting money on so help me i need to to stop this but it starts with you then you can get assistance and then some some coaching and cheering up so so what i'm hearing you say is um Maybe you can correct me. Would you advise a couple, let's say, let's take a young couple, right, to have a joint account um, so that if the other one uh, grew up misusing money or grew up without knowing how to use the, the finances, uh, the other one can assist. Because now if you have a joint account, you, you can't access money by yourself. You need the other person to do so. Would that be something that <laughs> can help? <laughs> it it works for some couples. Yeah. I know that um, th there are couples that work on on a joint account. Mm. A, a joint account, they pull in their 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 salaries and everything is done from the joint account. Mm. But before you get to to the joint account, conversations need to happen. Mm. You need to both sit down to say, okay, I've identified that I'm wasteful. Mm. Hey, maybe maybe the poor partner has been telling you Hore wasenya and maybe you've been ducking, but now I'm acknowledging. So what are the steps that are going to work for us? If a joint account is going to, 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 to be the direction, agree with that, on that, but you must understand how a joint account works, and then you'll be happy. Don't go on to something that you don't have a full understanding of, because that can also bring in a new set of problems. Yeah. Or individually you continue with your accounts you assign each other now pay for school fees and transport and groceries you do the bond and the car and the insurance and one two three and at the end of the after payday or we've paid all the things we sit down take stock paid 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 you paid here i paid here i have so much left you have so much left let's put this away and and you continue with whatever's left in your account there are many methods that can be spoken about and that we can choose from, but we need to sit down, engage, and agree. Awesome. Figile, I, I don't see I don't see your face, so you're gonna have to shout out <laughs> if you want to comment there. So those that are connected on Telegram, um, if you have any experiences or any comments uh, regarding this topic, please do so uh, by clicking on the, the raise hand and we'll, we'll give you a, an opportunity to talk. And I see parents there that are connected. 
I'm I'm just wondering how you helping your children to manage funds because you know you are experienced. Uh, you've been there and you seeing people that are misusing funds, and um, they're going uh, broke. You know, literally. So how can you prevent that as a parent uh, to to your children? While we're waiting for your comments there to come through, we do have a status quo. And um, numbers, I think numbers don't lie. Um, I was at a conference um, this week and uh, one of the, the coaches was saying that, um, you know, a person lies, you know, but numbers don't lie. So what are the numbers? What, what do they tell us? <laughs> the numbers are painting a very bleak image mm. uh, now. Very, very bleak. The number of consumers that are highly indebted, like over indebted, is growing. I think it's standing at almost uh, 68%. Mm. And of those people, um, an average of between 72 and 75% of their income goes towards servicing debt every month. So if I earn 10,000 rand a month, that means 7,200 or 7,500 rand of my money goes towards servicing debt. So then I'm left with 2,500 mm. to see me through the month and take care of um, other financial needs or domestic needs. That is why it's easy for people to be sent through the loop of creating debt and be on a revolving cycle yeah. of debt, keep on renewing debt because every single month you, you, you are short. Mm. Now, those debts are very unhealthy. They are very dire. They really need a, 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 they're calling for a desperate action, excuse me, for us to rectify it. But consider that it took us a long time as a country, as a nation, as individuals, as families, to be at this point. It wasn't an overnight thing. Therefore, correcting the stats, correcting the status quo is going to take maybe not as long a time, but it's also not going to be an overnight thing. Mm. It's sad. It's very sad. So the mm. question here is, are you, are you in the 68%? <laughs> of over-indebted consumers. Uh, that, you know, that's a rhetoric this question. This is the question eh? that we need to ask ourselves. Okay, okay. No, 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 it wasn't directed <laughs> at you. I'm not gunning you down. <laughs> I'm, I'm just making sure. So, so, so <laughs> I will never gun, aim at you now. No, I will, no, I won't do that. But it's just, it's just a, a question that we need to internalize mm. and say, of the 68%, not as an individual, where do I stand? Yeah. Um, how how well am I managing my finances? And I would like to think maybe I'm doing a good job, but if I were to be audited, quote unquote, just in inverted commas, mm. would somebody else agree with me? Or no, I would swear, I will be you're on the right mm. track. Or is it just me shielding behind my thumb? Or I know I'm doing things, but hey man, just leave me alone, I'm okay. Mm. Um, it, it is that I always say that I need to have a meeting with myself. You know that meeting that you need to have with yeah. yourself. It is very important to take stock of the situation. Mm. And for you to do that, request three months bank statements, pen and paper, a glass of water or a jug of water, <laughs> and nothing strong, eh? Nothing strong. <laughs> just just that <laughs> to make sure Hori, you, you're going to do the right job. Just go through your statements. Look at all your debit orders. Look at all your transactions, your debts that you are paying. What is it for? Um, how long um, are you still left to, to pay it off? What is the, do we even know the interest rate that we're paying on our accounts? Most of us don't, you know? So, so if we are blindsided on our financial commitments and every month we are sweating, I'm short, I'm short of money. I need a, a small onion alone just to fill here. Then if we don't do that and unpack the situation for what it is and start introducing, uh, introspecting and introducing um, remedial uh, um, remedial methodologies, then we're just going to continue the way we are. You see, I'm making notes, ne? Um, this, this is for my introspection okay. <laughs> after the show. <laughs> but, you know, um, 
maybe most of us or some of us don't have debts, you know, big debts that we, we have to pay at, at the end of the month. And, and, and I'm assuming that could also be a trap in that you getting this income, you know, paying for something huge, you know, the basics, your, your rent, electricity, food has been taken care of. But what I've noticed is takeaways. Yo, takeaways kill. I mean, if you, if you look at the end of the month or mid in the middle of the month and you calculate how much money you spend on takeaways, it's, 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 it's sad. And also impulsive, yeah, impulsive buying. Uh, maybe we should be restrained um, from these um, uh, take a lot and, uh, you know, these apps on our phones because we don't go to the malls anymore. You can buy online. And, mm-hmm. and that also mm-hmm. can be, you know, something that can, can really rob you of, of, of your savings. So from your experience, have you found that a lot more people are trapped that way? Uh, that's why they, they cannot, uh, you know, save or manage their funds. Very true. Very true now. And I think the percentages went up um, during COVID mm. and now we are stuck. Mm. So the methods that you've just made uh, an example of the uh, takeaways, Bo Uber, Bo Mr. Delivery and whoever mm. else and online shopping, they have, the trends have picked up, spiked up so scaringly that actually they have now become an addiction. Sure. Most consumers are now addicted to takeaways, to ordering takeaways and to online shopping. So you may not have big debts, like you said in your, in, in your, in your question, mm. that you may not necessarily have big debts, but you are wasteful, so wasteful that at the end of the month, you're like somebody who's been paying a bond, yet you, you are not paying <laughs> a bond, number one. So number two is that, again, if you were to do conduct that, that exercise of sitting down and looking at your bank statements, that's why you need a jug of water and a box of tissues because that meeting isn't going to be pleasant for most people. Yeah. However, it is critical that that meeting happens so that you know exactly where you stand. And then that's where you're going to identify the areas and the habits that you need to cut down on or cut out completely. So the exercise here one-on-one with your bank statements is very critical mm. because that's where you're going to mirror because your statements mirrors your your financial activities what is on your statement is exactly what you've done mm-hmm. you'd find how somebody makes a, a a large withdrawal three thousand rand five thousand rand eight thousand rand because then we believe in cash then you go and pay here pay there pay there pay there running the risk of losing the money but then at the end of it all you've paid all your accounts cash and the change you pocket in a week's time most of us wouldn't know what happened to that money to the cash that was left over. So even with cash withdrawals, now that it's sitting on your statement, you cannot recall mm. what you did mm. with that money. If you swipe, there's a, a, a paper trail. You know that I paid this account, I paid this account, and I paid that account, and I paid that account. And you are also then having a clearer picture of where your money went. You also can easily identify the wastages because you, when you swipe, it leaves a paper trail. It's easy for you to monitor. It's easy for you to rectify if you need to. All right. Oh, thanks for that. So let's let's move on then. Another point mm. that I want to to bring in in line with um, the status quo, but it's an element that maybe is linked to the introduction. Mm. Finances. Okay. Let me start by by saying we are emotional beings right? And finances are linked to our emotions. Mm. Money, money makes, it triggers emotions. When you have a lot of money, you are happy. When you are short, (laughs) and they're not so lucky. Yes, you are moody, you are grumpy, you you could be angry and whatever. So there are pockets of emotions that are triggered whenever we talk about money or deal with money. Now, what is the link between your current finances and your current emotions? Today is the 21st of the month. 
Some people have gotten paid on the mm. 15th. Are you still smiling? Those that were paid on the 15th, we don't know. I wish they could be <laughs> here and raise their hands. And the other lot that is going to get paid on the 25th, <laughs> things are bad. <laughs> then we have the, the pocket that's going to, to get paid on the 31st. It's way too far, you know, for some people. I may be exaggerating, but, you know, that's those are the trends that we see this time of mm. the month. And, and, and there are lots of emotions that get evoked when, when you are in the state of panicking. My tank is, is, is changing color and I'm mm. not happy. The fridge is empty and so many things are running low. And man, I cannot wait for mm. payday. So we also need to understand our emotions and manage the emotions. Because if we don't, we're also going to make transactions that we regret afterwards. So um, when you look at the trend, I'm going to make an example of um, retail therapy. And it's usually, not always, usually ladies that will refer to retail therapy. But you guys also have your own type of retail therapy. You also have your own corners where you go <laughs> when you are stressed. No, no, ours is more expensive. <laughs> but when you look at... Uh, <laughs> ah, not for... Uh, ah, no, some of you... We, we, we buy cars, eh? Some are. <laughs> Listen, just listen to that. Just listen to that. Yeah. So, so we, we, we might all have those tendencies um, that, that, you know, we call retail therapy when things are not okay, when I'm feeling grumpy, then I quickly want to go to a restaurant and just for a cup of coffee, I am definitely not going to have just one cup of coffee no. and come home, you know, and I would like uh, our, our participants that have connected, please, we, most of us have smartphones, Google the word therapy. Google the word therapy, read the definitions. You, you'll come across different definitions, but the general description of therapy is you need help. Help is needed. That is, that is what we call therapy. So in your case, when we bring the retail therapy and link it to finances, what is the problem? What is this thing that sends you out to retail therapy? There's something bugging you. Mm. There's something depressing you. There's something that's making you unhappy. Oftentimes, then you think, hey, let me just go out and get some fresh air. And let me go to a mall, walk about, have a cup of coffee with a friend or maybe on my own. So, so it is critical to understand our emotions. I said to you earlier on one of the topics that I train on is emotional intelligence. It is a beautiful conversation for us to understand our emotions, to understand the type of emotions, what triggers them, how to manage them. But emotions and money, it could be a nice combination, mm. but at times it can just yeah, go to the left. Send you down, down the bedroom. So we do have a comment from Telegram, Hilda. Welcome to the show. So thank you so much, Neo. Thank you to the speaker. Now, my question is, how do you, what type of therapy is for a person like me? It's, it's not like I don't have money or I, don't, I have money. When I go shopping, I'll see somebody, something for somebody that I'll just buy. And go and gift somebody that. What type of therapy is that? Or what do I need to stop that? <laughs> stop being generous. <laughs> I love that. Yes. Stop being generous. <laughs> Look, um, earlier on we said that there are people that have mm. enough money. Your hands don't necessarily go completely dry during the month. You still have enough change to sustain you throughout the month. You can still even have an excess before you get, you know, another maybe salary if, if you are on a salary or whichever form of income you, you receive. And that pocket of consumers can also run into, into trouble. Like the lady has just made an example now. I have money. I, I do, I've paid off all my things. I have a little bit of excess. I don't have a problem. I'm feeling generous. I see this dress. I see Eunice in this dress. This will fit. So, oh, this friend of mine, I just see her in this dress. And generously, you buy the dress for me. That act on its own, there's nothing wrong with it. Actually, it's beautiful. Mm. However, where was that money supposed to go? 
Now, it's going to make me jump onto, um, yes, I think also in the interest of time, we're not going to cover all the, the, the notes that mm. I've, I've got for you. So it's going to make us jump into the best uh, discipline on financial management, which is budgeting. You can never have a conversation around money without the B word, budgeting. So when you budget, you write down all the expenses that you need to take care of financially. You write down in the budget. Budget is not meant for expenses only and accounts and you No, your, your future plans must form part of your budget because when you budget, you are allocating money for the different responsibilities that you have. If you want to go overseas, you want to buy a car, you want to build a wall, you want to buy a house, whatever it is that you need to do to achieve, you need to budget for it, put it down on a monthly basis and send money towards that project. Now, if then my sister here is taking money that is supposed to go for a particular project, and because she loves Eunice and she saw this beautiful dress for Eunice, she bought it, then she's done herself a disservice. Or if all her projects are taken care of, she sent enough money to all the corners of her commitments as she had written down in her budget, but she still has changed. You know, you, you are free to do that. But now I'll be a little bit selfish to say, I need to start creating wealth. I need to look beyond my goals now. I need to look at my retirement as well. So you can be a little bit generous and spoil people here and there, but let it not be an ongoing thing. Horwena, every month you 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 end up spending money on people and maybe shortchanging yourself than now and the future. So so you're talking about budget. What what if uh, she has budgeted? Um, you know, an, an amount of money to spend on things like these, you know, every month. I want to be her <laughs> yeah, and I'll buy you lots of dresses next. <laughs> you, you, know, uh, you know what I normally do? Then I can be on your budget every month. <laughs> it's not like I buy every month for people, eh? mm. but every month when I... <laughs> When I get paid, I pay myself. I've got a separate account, not mm. where the salary comes in, a separate account, maybe with FNB or APSA, yeah. where I pay myself a certain amount of money. And that money, I'll only use it in January. That's when I've got smaller and a change where I can spoil people. But it's not every month, I promise. Yeah, no, I wanted to be on the list <laughs> as well. Anyway, we're. <laughs> Yeah, no, we're gonna have a session with oh, her definitely. after this, ne? Definitely. And you you mentioned you <laughs> yeah. mentioned the dress. Oh, no. yeah. There's nothing wrong. <laughs> you also mentioned the dress there. There's nothing wrong with with. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that pattern. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's nothing mm. wrong with that pattern. Um, so long as she knows that the key things yeah. are taken care of. Her, her goals, short, medium, and long term are also taken into, into account and everything is fine. And from time to time, you can be generous. It's okay. But I would hate for that practice to be done by someone who, who is struggling, if you know what I mean. Because then that could be very, very problematic for me that you are actually taking money that you need the most. You need it because unalidi issues, maybe you have lots of debt or you haven't accumulated enough for your future kind of a thing. And here you are, you know, from time to time, you're buying for people because the way things are, the status quo, I, I, I won't even have time to read out all the stats that are showing how gloom uh, the financial situation is. Um, and and we, this is where we say, you know, they keep saying tighten the belt, tighten the belt. Tighten the belt means hold back, hold back and cut down on things that you actually can live without. So for people that like her, the, the lady who can afford from time to time to spoil people, that is okay. But I keep emphasizing that not everybody is in the position that she's in. Therefore, we cannot be found, found loitering around buying dresses. For most people, we have debt to, 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 to settle, to pay off. COVID, that, that lockdown session has messed up a whole lot of people's financial mm. plans. So we need to go back and rectify and catch up. And again, Looking forward, the way the interest rates have been going up, it tells us that we need to tighten the belt in terms of trying to store 
and put money away for the future, this bleak and unknown future that we are facing. So if we can just balance those areas and just make sure that we are level, yeah, from time to time, spoil yourself, spoil others, but be mindful that you should not shortchange Thank yourself. Thank you for that. So let's, let's uh, uh, just speed ahead. Pillars of finance. Let's talk about those. <laughs> yes. One would ask, what are the pillars of finance? What do we mean by mm. pillars of finance? We call them the pillars of finance because these are the critical pillars um, that this whole financial management um, uh, uh, concept hinges on. I always say, we're talking about finances is very scary for some people very uncomfortable, comfortable for some. And you also have a very small pocket of people that because they are happy and they read and they, they have enough financial knowledge, they are actually not shy to talk about their finances. But for, for the majority of us, when people talk about money, yo, uh, uh, I want to go outside and sit under the tree. I don't want to be part of that conversation because I, it's uncomfortable because I know that I'm not in a good space. Whereas it's those people that should actually be participating so that you can get tips. So a financial management or finances, imagine it being this big elephant in the room that, that you know, everybody tiptoes around. Then imagine, take literally, visualize an elephant. It's very big and scary and powerful. The trunk of the elephant, the body of the elephant is huge and the feet are short. Now, if you were to flip the elephant upside down by some miracle, I don't know who's going to help you, but imagine this elephant now flipped upside down and it's lying on its back. I think the level of threat and fear will be reduced. I don't think I'll be as scared as I am um, to, towards an elephant that's lying on, a, on, on its back. Now, I use that vision, that visualize that to say, when you now have this big scary animal that you're scared of when it's flipped upside down it's kind of what is the word it's 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 not harmful yeah it's lost yeah. its power it's powerless it's yes mm. it's no longer harmful uh, the lights are out outside now <laughs> no <English> is <laughs> down. i'll help you <laughs> <laughs> it's no longer harmful mm. right so now the pillars of finance are like the four legs of an elephant it's lying on its back now. Now you can tackle it one pillar at a time. We have four pillars of finance, right? And when you write them down, for those that have notebooks, I wish you could do that. You will then see that once you've written them down and you, you, you address them one by one, you tackle them one by one, then financial management is no longer at this mammoth, scary, big, huge task. Number one. Pillar number one, which is the biggest, it's what we call transacting. It is the cash flow pillar. It's the pillar where your money's come in and your money's go out. Budgeting sits there. Your goals sit there. Your personal relationship with money. The, the one thing that I unfortunately going to skip is money mm -hmm. personalities. I'll see if we have a time, maybe okay. just mention that in three minutes. Your money personality, Neo, and your wife, and mine, and our friend, I think it's Elna, Edna, I'm not sure, mm. and everybody else that's listening. You, you, you may find how we have different mm. money personalities. The relationship that we spoke about earlier, my relationship with money and what I do with money is my personality. And they have names, so I'll, I'll, I'll mention them uh, just now. Now, your money personality matches your transacting style it matches your financial management style you need to know what that is so that you understand yourself why you manage them your money the way you do and you can rectify where you need to so all these components sit at all the type of account that you have or accounts your financial needs whether they match the type of bank account that you have whether the bank account that you have matches your transacting style, because some people are heavy transactors, some aren't. So what type mm. of account are you, are you transacting on? So it's all of those things that when we, I wish we had enough time um, and then we could unpack these things. So all of these sit under 
transacting or cash flow. Hmm. Income, expenses, and everything in between. You, your emotions, your background, all the things that you've mentioned, the large component of them will sit under transacting or cash flow. So that's pillar number one. Pillar number two is saving, stroke investing, putting money away. Saving is different from investing. The one thing that is common between the two is the fact that you put money away. Saving is very short term. And in finances, they say it's liquid, meaning you can access it and withdraw it and mm. use it as and when you want. That is why most savings accounts hardly ever pay interest or they pay very little interest because the bank cannot use that money anywhere to collect more interest for you or on your behalf. So savings is good. You need to have savings because there are needs that are quite urgent, right? You need access to money. You cannot lock away all your money. Investing is putting money away, yes, but for a medium and longer term. You need to understand the two. And as you do your budgeting, dissect your money according to your goals and your needs. Some needs are short term, therefore you cannot have your money locked away, but some needs are medium to long term. So you can afford for the bank or for whatever financial institution that you're engaging with to put the money away somewhere to go and harass some interest for you. And at least when it comes back, when it matures, it matures with some fat around it because they, they, they were able to go and collect some, some interest for you. So that's pillar number two. So from your budgeting, not only do you budget for mm -hmm. expenses, we need to budget to save. How much are you putting away every month? For what project? Write them down, these different goals and projects that you, you're working towards and allocate monies per project. You can transfer the total sum to an investment account if you wish to, but on your budget, on your budget list, they need to show individually okay. so that you are in check and you're okay. in control. Point three, pillar three. Pillar number three. Hey, Batong, this pillar pains me. <laughs> it's borrowing. <laughs> of the four pillars, this pillar gives me sleepless nights because this is where mm. we, the, the wheels fall off. This is where that high 75% stats comes from. It comes from this pillar that most people are over indebted. At times, it's not by our own doing, it's circumstances that we respect, but there are those that are just negligent with money, not disciplined, and it's easy for us to create debt. It's easy for us to, to borrow. But when someone says you must save and invest, we are quick to say, save what, invest what, mm. because I don't have money. You know what I mean? So there's a very a huge disconnection between these two pillars. You're saving and investing and the pillar you're debt. They are so misaligned. It's not funny. You know, we, 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 we find ourselves um, needy and very, I think we've grown brave towards debt and we shy away, <clears throat> pardon me, from investment and savings. We need to, to bring down the engagement of loans and borrowing and try and, and increase on savings and investment because we need that. We really need that. And how we can bring them to alignment is obviously stop accumulating more debt, unnecessary debt, um, tighten the belt and pay off what you already have. Make the sacrifice. Remember those habits of um, mm. uh, online shopping, um, Uber Eats and whoever, whoever, find those areas from your statements in that meeting we spoke about. Find areas where we can release some money so that you pay off your debt. And as you pay off your debt, you are releasing more money gradually, then you start saving and investing. Okay, so that's the alignment that we need. We can't even talk about good debt and bad debt, but we'll leave it there. Then the last pillar is insuring. That is also very painful because we need insurances for different aspects in our lives. Life, for personal life, mm -hmm. as in life insurance. We need for funeral, 
because the difference between life insurance and 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 funeral insurance is that funeral insurance mm-hmm. pay out much quicker than life insurance. However, the trend is we have multiple funeral covers. <laughs> and it's a conversation for another day because the conversations there are also very interesting yet painful. Medical insurance, or, or I mean, not medical, health insurance. We need to consider that your situation, your health status, your dependencies, how much of health insurance do you need? Do you need a full-on medical uh, cover with everything, bells, whistles, and everything that you're not going to use? Or you can pick and choose the stuff that is necessary for you, your age, your ailments, and stuff like that. So choose wisely. Also, the assets that we have, cars, houses, content in the house, furniture, gadgets, people walk around with expensive gadgets, cell phones, laptops, and stuff like that. Are those things insured? Should it get lost, it gets damaged, or you get robbed, Mm. or your home gets broken into, what cover do you have? So we need those. But I know there's also lots of issues around, I've been paying for insurance for so long, and come claim time, the insurance companies don't want to play with us. They reject our claims. Why do they reject your claim? In the beginning, they say you pay in advance on the first of the month for the month. If nothing has happened, yay, we move on to the next month. There's no accumulation of anything. Same with funeral cover. There's no accum- This is not an investment. Insurance is just buying peace of mind. It is buying the security that... Should something happen, I make one phone call and the person on the other end of the line Mm. must take responsibility. And for that service, for me to be able to sleep at night, Mm. I'll pay them a premium. I need, though, to keep my end of the bargain. Pay on time, pay the right amount. When they say do not speed, when you speed, we're not going to pay you out. Do not speed. There are cameras out there. They Mm. know when you lift this point on the freeway, in three minutes, you were on the next off-ramp and you met an accident. Oh, mm. you were speedy. Okay. So it's those things that we need to understand, Hori. How covered are you? For what? And at what point will your insurance company decline your, your, your claim? So these are the four pillars. Transacting or cash flow, saving and investing, borrowing, and insuring. So when you write them down and you tip, I mean, you go in and out, in and out, how much insurance do I need? How much insurance do I have? Am I adequately insured? Am I over-insured or am I under-insured? Borrowing, you look at all the debts you have. Are you paying rent? How much rent are you paying? Why are you renting and not buying a house? Can you afford to buy a house? More or less the same amount as your insurance so that you have an asset of your own. Oh, by the way, another hat that I forgot to mention in the beginning, I'm also a property practitioner or an agent. So, yes, I can help you with your property needs. So, when you're paying rent, people think that when you're paying rent, it's cheaper than to buy a house when you pay a bond. No, we can find you something that is in line with what you are paying now. The beauty is this asset, when you take out a bond, eventually becomes yours. Okay, and I'm not saying it's wrong to rent because we rent for different reasons. Some people you find that they don't have a healthy score yet, credit score for them to qualify for a bond, but work towards that so that you stop renting and you buy your own property. And the chain of renting will never end because people that start off working, some of them aren't ready to buy a house yet. So they will start off with renting and then they buy they buy property so it's that cycle but you find adults that have been paying out rent for a very long time and you ask why are you not buying your own house no i it's expensive i I can't i can't no let's sit down we can help you you'd find that you already have been qualifying to buy you you know your own property which can be a legacy you leave your own maybe you're a rolling stone for your family (laughs) but the biggest maybe you're you're a rolling stone a bigger parent you know, you, you don't want to be tied down. Um, like, like for myself. Like for myself. Okay. Yeah. We just, we just okay. um, you know, yeah. we'll be here in the area for a few years and then we just move. Mm. 
Okay. Yeah. So when, oh, that, that's what you meant by a Rolling oh, Stone. Maybe it's a different meaning. <laughs> you know, a Rolling Stone can also, you know, Jorge, you know, Jorge, a Rolling yeah. Stone can also own property, True. investment properties. Yeah. Okay. Not out. for you to stay. Yeah. You, you buy them, yeah. you have an asset, you rent it yeah. out. I can rent okay. it out for you while you're rolling. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but then you have an asset. You have yeah. an asset so that. Yeah. Come the time you okay. want to settle. So um, the, that time of ours is point. running away from us. Okay. Let's let's get to the last point. Uh, the tools needed know, to uh, better our financial management. So there are two sets of tools that mm. we, we we need to to take note of. It's yeah. financial tools and personal tools. Okay. So for financial tools, it's what is it that is going to help you to to get to the point of wealth creation financial management or whatever type of success that you're yearning for so when it comes to financial tools i made an example about a your your banking accounts the type of banking accounts that are available you do not just open or take any bank account why do you need that account what is your transacting style? Are you a heavy transactor, meaning you have lots of transactions going through every month, or you're a light transactor? Look at the account that they are offering you, all right? Because at times you take an account that offers a lot of things that you're not going to use. Meanwhile, and every month, part yeah. of the service fee, you pay for that. Whether you're using it or not is not their business. You took that account. So besides the fact that the consultant didn't explain one, two, three, four, because maybe of time limitations, make it your business as well to study and understand how a type of accounts are out there that match your needs, then you take out the right product. So it could be financial tools. And this is now a transacting account. Saving and investing, same stuff, particularly for investing. What are your goals? What are you investing for? When is this supposed to mature? Then you choose the right type of investment that is in line with your timelines on your goals or off your goals. Okay. You, you'd hate to want to have your money released in six months time. Meanwhile, you took out a 12 month fixed deposit. And when the bank official says, but you can access the money, then you want to do it. Meanwhile, maybe you did not understand uh, the type of account. And remember that at times you are attracted by the interest that they offer on that account, only to realize that actually it's not in line with your goals. That's what um, happens often. So explain your goals and your timelines to the official and let them share a few options to choose from. Then you see which one is going to work for you. Mm -hmm. So so when you talk about oh, oh, um, insurance as well, what is it that you're insuring? Um, it's lifespan. And, and obviously the amount that you want to, 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 to have it insured for. I said to you, you must be, make sure that it, you are adequately insured, not overinsured, not underinsured. Be insured for the value so that when an incident happens, the insurance company will gladly cover the value of the asset. If you're overinsured, they're not going to give you the amount that you're hoping for. If you're underinsured, they'll short pay you. Yeah. Um, sorry, sorry. Personal about tools. That. Um, we've, we've, yeah, we've run out of knowledge. time. Yeah. Knowledge, 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 and discipline. Yeah. I'll leave yeah. it there. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you for, for the comments and uh, that we got from Telegram. Um, maybe we can take just one last comment from Hilda and then we can close the show. I know it's, it's not a comment. Mm. It's not a question, it's a comment. I, the borrowing pillar. It's very sad. You know, I've seen people at work borrowing money from everyone. Come payday, they don't, they don't mm. come to work because they don't know who they must pay first. I know of a, of a guy that says every month and he's got a running stomach and he doesn't come to work because mm -hmm. he, he doesn't know who he must pay first. <laughs> and you know, they at least if they borrow from the colleagues, they go to Mashonisas at work. And they paying double the amount. Mm. Yeah, machinists can kill you. Anyway, thank you so much for your comments, everyone that has connected on Telegram. Those also who have connected on Riverside and YouTube, thank you for joining us. And thank you so much, uh, Sis Eunice, for those 
enlightenment that you just uh, brought uh, to our attention. We hope that we can have you back so that we can go through other other pillars, you know, uh, for the financial management that we did not even touch on the show. And uh, my name is Nao Marapedi. We do have the show every Monday, so please join us. And we also have a recording of every show on, on YouTube. We also have it on other platforms as well, uh, podcasting po- uh, platforms. So you're more than welcome to uh, listen back to it. So my name is Naomara Pedi and the host of NMP Talk Show, and we're signing out. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.